Game Prototype, a horror game. Perfect for a total beginner to make your own game prototype in Unreal 4. Within the We Make course, you can choose from three disciplines. Design 3D art or UI, UX artists. Even learn all three at no extra cost. In addition, you'll have a game industry professional meeting with you every week to guide you through the weekly assignments. If you're interested, you can pre-register for the course anytime before class starts. We are taking in a limited amount of students to keep the learning experience intimate and personal. Email brandonfam at gameschoolonline.com for more info. We're good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all around the world, and especially to all those new fans in Japan, it is that time of the week. It's the Game Dev Unchained podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Larry Charles. And of course, you already know the person I'm going to introduce, Mr. Brandon Fan. Oh, it is me again. Uh, please welcome our special guest this week, Ben Sito. Hey, Ben. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on your show. This is exciting. Dude, we're awesome. we're glad to have you on the show. I got a, a primer about, you know, the the topics that we're going to be going over with you and I'm actually really excited for you to elaborate. So, I personally am happy to have you here. I don't know about Brandon, but me I'm <laughs> I'm happy. Right there. Let's see how this episode goes first and then I'll give you my answer. <laughs> so, Ben, why why don't you give us a little background for our listeners out there to get to know you a little bit better? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm currently an artist in the video game industry. Nice. I work at a mobile game studio um, called Storm 8. Okay. And um, every time I tell people how I got into games, they're a bit shocked because I started out as a tester. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like several years ago, and I went to a drawing meet hosted by one of my future art leads at EA. And um, I only went there a few times, and then after that, like, out of the blue, like, almost three years later, I get a call from her, and she says, hey, remember me? I'm, I host the drawing meets back at EA. Um, I was just wondering if you're still drawing, because if you are, uh, it would be great to, like, see if you'd want to apply to this uh, contract position for our game as an artist. Oh, wow. It was crazy, because that day, I was just goofing off, and I was like, man, I don't want to test games anymore. And I was drawing, like, a, I was drawing, I seriously, I was drawing Superman eating a baby, because my, my, my friends were requesting this of me. And so when I got the call, and then she said, I think your style would be great. And I looked at the picture of the Superman eating the baby, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's we're straight up, yeah. What's interesting is, he was like, I didn't get into the industry, like, a traditional way. He was like, I started in, I thought he was going to say porn or something, but he was like, I started in testing. <laughs> that was bad, dude. I was like, testing. Because, <laughs> you know, all the game devs, that's what they do after, oh, we got OT tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm just messing with you, buddy. I'm really happy to hear that somebody three years later, you know, remembered your skills and I remembered that to just call you up. How does that make you yeah. feel? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was really weird. I was like, are, are, is someone pranking me right now? <laughs> Well, it's definitely surprising. Like as we know, like most recruiters kind of go day by day when they're looking at new applicants and if you're like last week, they really don't go back into the archives to really dig you up and they're like, "Oh, remember that kid. All right. So the position popped." No, they'll look at the next person who applied for concept, for example, and be like, "All right, let's go with this one." It's just easier. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of impression that you left on this person. That must have been the most detailed Superman eating a baby <laughs> yeah. that the world has ever seen. I mean, was there anything in particular that made you stand out from the rest? 
I, I really don't, maybe because I didn't come from a traditional background, that I was just like a, a guy that was, maybe, maybe she was desperate, like, man, I can't find any artist. I'll just call that guy that was a tester, <laughs> my well, last straw here. How about this then? She did say, I like your style, right? Yeah, she thought it would be a great yeah. fit. So yeah. maybe tell us the project that she was recruiting you for, and then maybe some of the pieces will connect a little bit better for the audience. Oh, um, so the project I was recruited for was for this uh, Nintendo Wii title called My Sims. My it was Sims. Like the, it was like the little kid version of The Sims. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cute, that. very graphic, um, very stylized. It had like that designer toy feeling. Mm-hmm. So during that time when Kid Robot was blowing up with the dunnies oh, and the designer, Robot, yeah. designer toy um, figures, like I guess it's kind of like Funko Pops right now. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, my sins was the original Funko Pop. <laughs> oh, boom! Bet you guys didn't know that, listeners. <laughs> well, how long did you stay there before you moved on? Oh, so it was it was really um, I thought I was only going to be there for the for a month because when she called me, um, she said, "Well, um, I told her about my situation. I already like I landed myself a full time gig with health insurance and everything." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, that's cool. Um, what I can offer you is about like maybe a month, three months tops contract. So if you're willing to leave your full time job to do this uh, three month contract, take it out, uh, go for it." Like, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave this stable, secure job <laughs> for this chance. <laughs> no, but it was honestly. Let me ask you this: Now that we're years later and you're you know well on into your career, do you feel like it was the right move to make? I'm I'm sure that that's a silly question, but I have to ask it anyway. Were there any regrets? Um, I do feel some insecurities because when I first started, I met a lot of my peers, and a lot of my peers just got out of art school. Okay. So a lot of things that like I guess um, you know bonded them was their experience in art school. Gotcha. And I'm like the guy sitting there, like, uh, yeah, I, I know art school. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. let's talk about your education. Yeah, like that's. That's but a huge one right there. Yeah, like, did you? <laughs> it didn't sound like you went to a traditional college. You just. I wanted to. My friends and I always like um, tried to apply, but then we always realized we don't have enough money to pay for it. Don't. Our parents That's... don't really want to support our. Uh, <laughs> our art your your degree. parents actually helped you out on that one. <laughs> like those loans, I'm still paying for them, and it's been like yeah. decade, yeah. <laughs> a decade. It was um, ridiculous. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's still ridiculous too. So yeah. you you obviously so did you go out of high school and you were looking at these art schools? You decided not to do it, and what was your pathway from there? Um, I I just I I, I got into art school, but I just couldn't afford it. Oh, so like the second time around, I actually like because of my insecurities after my contract gig was done. Mm-hmm. At EA, yeah. I decided to like you know check out these fundamentals my coworkers were telling me about. <laughs> and so I went to art school. I applied to art center again. I got in, but then the recruiter there was like, "Hey, um, you already work in the video game industry. I mean, it's cool we get professionals coming back all the time, but you want to you want to start from the beginning." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and they say, uh, "Okay, well here's here's." Here's how much it's going to cost. Oh, here's a scholarship. And the thing is, um, it's like, cool, scholarship. But then um, they raised their prices. So, so mm. it came out so to be really, 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 it was a coupon. I'm they like, gave okay, you a coupon. Okay. 50% so off. <laughs> we just increased 50%. That's crazy. No, so but, did you stick, stick with the program pretty much? All the way through. I, I didn't go to. I didn't. I didn't go to art school. I just came back and um, oh, nice. tried to figure out what I was going to do next. And then I got another gig, so that was cool. 
Yeah. You dodged two bullets there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still dodging bullets. Dude, this is Neo. He's the one. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, then what was the next gig that followed you up uh, after that first one? Um, after that, I got the opportunity to work at this place called Perfect World. Okay. And it was a great learning experience <laughs> because we were like a ragtag team of like, like uh, guys who just got put together to head the first project, like Facebook project for um, – this Chinese studio that was well known for their uh, MMO called Perfect World. And this is the first time they ever produced an original product for the U.S. market. So that was, (laughs) well, that was quite interesting. Uh, That was was an interesting time. I learned a lot. And then uh, after a year of that, I, um, I, I jumped ship, which is kind of funny because the game was called Perfect Getaway. It was about a cruise ship. (laughs) And then I ended up, um, I tried to do my own, like try to uh, work on my comics for about six months. Okay. And yeah. then um, a friend of mine suggested uh, I apply to my current job, Stormmate. So I've been here for almost five years now. Oh, nice. Five years. Wow. Very nice. I know. Well, it you... feels like I've been here for like <laughs> 10. <laughs> That's, I don't have that. That's feel. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It sounds like, like a really bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you crunched like mad. <laughs> No, this place is great. It's great. It's a great, it's a great place. But I feel like um, I really I want to do more. You know, you know. Uh, so it's like Ariel leaving want want to leave her kingdom for the for the for the land of, of before. I always, I always had this thing where, and it's a really silly random thing, but it's it was my barometer for telling if someone really enjoyed their job or not. Yeah. I would ask them, how long does it normally take between when you turn off your alarm clock? to actually get up and go do something, right? Like mm. brush your teeth or whatever the first thing you do in your hygiene process is. How long between when you hit your alarm off and were you in the bathroom brushing your teeth, right? Like that, they're like, oh, like, you know, right away. Then it's like, yeah, you like getting up. You have a good life. You know what I mean? Going to work is you're happy, you're pleasant. Or are you that like you hit the alarm clock and you're like sitting there debating with yourself, like, can I get like another 30 minutes or do I, oh, I gotta go, gotta go. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, because I live in San Francisco, and um, uh, it's not my job that gets me up. It's the it's the parking situation. I used to beat that. <laughs> that works too. That, that's, I used to beat that meter, man. Dude, that's a better alarm clock. The beep of the repo truck. <laughs> yeah. Beep, beep. Oh shit! <laughs> oh man. All right, all right. I'm I'm done with my tangent jokes. They're probably not even funny jokes anyway. No, they're great, man. <laughs> it's stupid. But I did ask people that. I'd be like just messing around. Like, how long between when you hit your alarm clock and when you do your mm. first thing? Uh, let me know, like, if the I work was good. About fifteen minutes. Jesus. So <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was a bad ten years. Fifteen <laughs> minutes. Come on, man. You seriously don't lay in bed for fifteen minutes? No, sir. <laughs> fifteen minutes just looking at the ceiling. <laughs> No, it's cool, man. It's cool. That's it's just an icebreaker. That's all that is, an icebreaker. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about your story is that first of all, you didn't go to college, so you're self-taught mostly, right? Did you yeah. attend workshops? Or like, what kind of things did you do to up your skill to a point oh, where I you're just, being hired? Uh, I'm fortunate that I was able to um, uh, learn from my coworkers. So, like, even now. I'm learning every day at what to like how to improve myself as an artist. Mm. So like um for example, I'm working on marketing art and marketing um is using the designs done by another coworker and he's like amazing. Mm. And so my, as I'm creating new assets based off um his designs, I'm learning like stuff as I paint from the way he did it. And um I'm also learning 3D modeling and so 
my coworkers are helping me out with like you know learning stuff. So I'm fortunate that my school is, uh, is my schooling came from my work. So yeah, like when I first started, yeah, I didn't know yeah. Photoshop. Yeah, my, my art lead she told me, yeah, just tell the art director you do, and I and I'll teach you on the job. So I guess I'm, what were you drawing on on Sketchbook? That's <laughs> what they hired from. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Them, you like, had no, you had no digital art, so your portfolio was all hand drawn. It was uh, photocopied, so I did have oh. like so. Photoshop, my Photoshop skills were really lame. Was it was, it was basically true like, Photoshop? <laughs> it was so lame that you know I drew everything on one layer. So when I colored stuff in, I had to make sure the color didn't touch the line work. <laughs> <laughs> and they turn your Wacom pen around. It's like you can actually erase things. You know that, right? <laughs> Wacom, what's that? Well, so then, what? I'm assuming your mind was blown when somebody was like, "Hey, hey, put your line work in one layer and put your yeah, color in dude, no, for real." <laughs> For real, I... <laughs> that's oh, insane! Wow, we, we got to redeem you right now because the audience is like, "Dude, this guy's a joke." <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding. So then, let me ask you this: Then I'm assuming you must have put in lots of hours into your sketchbooks and your comic books before you found out about Photoshop and things like that. Wacom tablets. You had probably done the whole pencil paper thing for decades, right? Yeah, because it's all okay, I had. There we go. So, yeah. No, what'd you say? Yeah, it's all I had, so that's what you you uh, you, you, you use. Yeah. I guess what's and good it, about that is like there's a lot of artists who I guess were in the industry doing professional art before Photoshop, and I'm talking like I hate to use like a, a term that like groups a category of people who don't want to be described derogatorily, but let's just say for the sake of argument, and there's no HR person on this podcast, dinosaurs who <laughs> came in well before the tech, who are like great painters, great artists. Right, who have like a lot of similar talents as you, but had kind of missed the boat on being introduced to the Wacom tablet or Photoshop or things like that. I actually feel like you being a success case is like, hey, it's never too late. You can take traditional 2D skills and maybe learn a little bit of Photoshop and at least just get in the water, get your feet wet and like start moving forward with the new stuff, right? Yeah, yeah all that, honestly, it's just another tool. Yeah. So if you have the skills, you can always apply those skills to any tool. So yeah. Photoshop is just a new type of pencil. Boom. Yeah. Oh, so. wow. That's a quotable right there. Photoshop <laughs> is a new type of pencil. I like that. Yeah. But also, like, I'm sure on the flip side, too, like, we're entering such a, a mass of digital artists where when it comes down to uh, traditional, they have a little bit more trouble mm-hmm. going back to paper and pen. They're so reliant on the tools and the tricks and the perspective scripts and all this stuff that mm-hmm. cheats. Uh, when they're told to do something, I think it's a lot more difficult for them to transition. Versus you, yeah, maybe there's a technical uh, barrier at first. But, uh, yeah, eventually the wake-up pen is just a new type of pencil. So Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, um, what was that? Sorry, Larry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't think you were going to go ahead. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, the point where I realized that I was okay with Photoshop is when um, some of my, my coworkers and I would spend one weekend and we were um, entering this design your own Jaeger contest when for Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the coworker I talked about earlier that um, I'm still learning how to paint by copying his designs for marketing. Like, uh, you know, he's the one that got us together and we spent all weekend um, working on our uh, entries for Pacific Rim. And uh, yeah, it turned out that at the end, I won that contest. I was a grand, grand prize winner. And it was all digitally painted. And I'm like, <laughs> finally, I. <laughs> You know, this, this verifies that I'm good at. 
I can finally buy Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> How does your teacher look you in the eye knowing that you both entered the contest and the subordinate won? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a proud Dude, moment right there. He's, 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 one of, he's one of the most talented artists ever, and he's hilarious. Um, I think before the contest and um, um, the winners were announced, he came up to us and said, Dude, I had a dream. Um, uh, Guillermo del Toro like, called me, and I went to his apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me to sit next to him on the couch as he told me that I won the contest. <laughs> the, no, the, 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 the crazy thing was he said Guillermo del Toro was in his underwear. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about, Marco? Well, <laughs> his name is Marco. Marco's the best. Marco's the best artist. Okay, sorry. You thought your fantasy. pants were bad. Mine's, mine's are even worse, so don't worry about it, Larry. No, it's, uh, thank you. I, I'm glad we can accept each other, right? That, that's, <laughs> that's how it all starts. All right, I'll be the third wheel here. So while you guys are in your underwear, uh, <laughs> like this is amazing, right? You you, you came, man. You dodged so many bullets, <laughs> right? Yeah, I got you huge target on the back. <laughs> your bullets, man, so, like, I think the audience right now is like, all right, I got to see this guy's work, right? Because like I'm I'm oh sitting here God. being the skeptical listener right now. It's like, okay, you started in QA and someone <laughs> called you to give you an art job, right? You didn't apply yeah. for it. You weren't yeah. prepared for it. It showed up and fell in your lap. Okay. Then you won this contest. You barely knew Photoshop. You got hired without knowing Photoshop. All of this is like WTF, right? So like I yeah. know I can just hear the keyboards right now. Clack, 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 clack. Trying to find your resume and portfolio. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for the listeners out there, <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm looking at your stuff right now. You, we, we got your video going in the Twitch, so for your listeners, uh, it's oh, on our YouTube dude. channel, so you can at least look through that and listen at the same time. Yeah, we've but, done you a favor. <laughs> yeah, Google Google him. Obviously, you're really good, right? Uh, what's the, the gravity of your story is this, right? You started from QA with uh, no college education i'm assuming did you well i went to community college and um community college art classes uh no offense to 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 the elderly but they're basically like daycare for old people (laughs) i go there i sit in the middle of the class and my teachers just have like two-hour conversations with the um with the with the elderly folks about their kids their family (laughs) sharing recipes (laughs) take the exacto knife and place a cut here okay now place a cut here okay now unfold your snowflake yeah, I was like, uh, yes. So any chance of you like touching computer was completely ruined by these guys <laughs> because they too have not heard Photoshop. But like this, no, practically right. Practically no college education. You started in QA, and if anyone have been in the game industry or are thinking about it, you should know that QA is the toughest, toughest sector of any game company. It's tough to be in QA. You guys are the hardest longest working hours uh in every company right do you mind kind of going over giving an idea for people who have no idea of qa (laughs) you gotta watch grandma's boy (laughs) (laughs) so that's pretty much it right there dude that's it man (laughs) if you laugh at the movie then you must be qa because yeah i mean it's exaggerated to 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 a point maybe maybe it's quite accurate but yeah qa is great it's like it's like that it's like I guess it's like the Suicide Squad. <laughs> we do the dirty work, man. We're yeah. like a ragtag bunch of people that you know don't really have the proper social skills. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, just take them down. No? But we're the hardest working. I mean, the QA are the hardest working people in in your company, and yeah. you need to treat them right because 
if they if you if they tell your product sucks, you better you better listen to them because you don't want to go out there with a sucky product. Yeah. Like so, what what comes to mind when you uh, have these interactions with game developers as a QA? Like what kind of treatment are you guys under uh commonly? Right? Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Because it's I know what the other perspective looks like. Because uh, yeah. I'm cool with um, QA, by the way. <laughs> but Larry has to understand where you're coming from, so make him sometimes, understand. Sometimes, you know, there were times where you did feel like a second-class citizen. Like they didn't really care much about you, or like um, if they have like uh, company events, they're like, oh, "I guess we can bring you guys," or you, "I Damn. guess." Like, oh, you know? uh, that sucks. <laughs> but that's true. And Very then true. it's like, but, and sometimes they'll treat us well. Like, I guess if the product goes out on time and they'll throw us a private party. And, but then after a certain time, okay, guys, get back to work. <laughs> Damn. I mean, it's really rough, but uh, it takes, it takes, um, it takes some determination to want to get out of QA. Mm-hmm. Some people can spend all their lives in QA and be happy with that. That's great. But like myself, I didn't want to be in QA all the time. And you just have to find a way out. And it's either, forming relationships with people in production that um, will hopefully help you, uh, you know, give you an opportunity to get experience so that you can break out of QA and into other um, disciplines in game making, like yeah. production or or programming maybe or art like myself. Yeah. But you got to like want it. You got to have to go out and be persistent about it. It may not happen at the studio right now, but if you go to another studio and make relationships and connections there... And then you, yeah, you just gotta prove yourself. So, what kind of like a what? What's the typical working hours? Because as I'm, it's obvious that you were practicing your craft as you were doing QA, and QA does long hours. So, can you give it an idea of what your typical day is like uh, before and after you get home and start working your stuff? Oh, um, during QA. Yeah, the QA. Day. Oh yeah, so we'd come into work, clock in at like nine. Um, grab our dev kits, set settle up, and check our test plans. Everyone does their like you know, um, go through the game, you know, find your bugs, make your bug quota. Yeah. During that whole time, you're just like you know, you're just cracking jokes at each other, yeah. uh, <laughs> doing stupid things. But at the same time, you're working. And um, in between those things, I would like just sketch in my notepad, drawing nice. and eating babies. <laughs> So how was your interaction? Like, obviously, these game developers would see you sketching, right? Did you present it to those guys and be like, what kind of reaction would you be getting from them? Oh, no, they, they never saw my sketches. <laughs> you never even attempted to show them? Um, no, because um, QA, when I was working at QA, it was at Sega, and we were pretty, like, um, we're, closed. Uh, we're, we're closed off to the development team. They would have their own areas. And maybe once in a while, you'll run into someone from the development team in the in the common area, like the coffee room or something, or the or the or the break room. But uh, EA was great because, um, well, no, EA they kept the QA in separate area. I was ha- I had the opportunity to actually go over to. No, peacing out. Uh, it was opportunity that was um, that was awesome because she's the one that created like this group. It was open to anyone, any department to go and participate into this join me. So that was that was awesome. Do you mind uh, saying that again? Because we missed 
what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, you keep uh, going in and out. That's yeah, we have we've had three hiccups <laughs> where you just like are buffering for like eight seconds and then it comes back. Oh man, is it, is it my connection? I'm sorry. If it, just, it might be. It's okay. But, I'm writing them down, so we're good. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so uh, where did I leave off? Or? The opportunity. Uh, you got oh. a cool, op- awesome opportunity, but we don't know what it is. Oh, the opportunity is that my lead was um, she formed this art club at work that was open to anyone. Mm. And so when you see something like that, that's kind of unusual, you should just like check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good Don't advice. Don't ignore things like that. It's like, oh, there's like a there's a there's a producer drinking meat open to anyone. Okay, <laughs> or like hanging out at the bar after work. Do it. <laughs> wow. Go meet some people. That's how you uh, go go places. So, uh, who's one of your biggest inspirations uh, as an artist? I know every artist has their like, oh, these are the masters, right? Like, do you have two or three artists out there, male or female? Any type of art that you just really find a lot of like, man, I, I can, this is the way, you know, this is the person who I want to study more like and be more like. Oh, man, there's a lot. Um, my first ones were um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, the okay. guys who created the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I saw that comic in fourth grade, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It was it was like the black and white one. So it was all yeah. hardcore. And it was like, oh, I got to do this. This is the shit that I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to draw comics like this. And later down the years, you know, I just got influenced by all the mainstream comic book artists like Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, yeah. Eric Larson. I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that... yeah. And then later on, I watched the films of uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Okay. Um, and yeah, and I got into European comics by Mobius. Mm-hmm. And I just um, found a lot of great um, Japanese artists like Tarada. Um, oh, I feel bad. The guy who made Akira. <laughs> Those guys. That guy. And, in, and especially in video game art. It's like uh, my favorite video game is um, Jet Set Radio. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So all that opened my mind into like all the um, styles and influences that um, – that that uh, I always uh, call back to when I feel like, hmm, what should I draw tonight? And subconsciously, it goes back. It's like the Matrix, you know, when Neo calls all his weapons. <laughs> but uh, at the moment, it's my peers. I like like I, I met a lot of friends online, and I look at their work, and they're amazing. And uh, I can't really <laughs> name them off the top of my head right now. No, that's all right. <laughs> Big up to your peers, man. They keep you keep you going, and they're yeah. in closer proximity, so you probably get inspirations uh, or inspired more often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's you're a vet now, and uh, <laughs> you kind of just been plucked out of the recruiter like huge pile of candidates. Uh, it's pretty magical the way you got plucked. Because I have not heard that type of story before where a recruiter remembers you from three years ago and just cold calls you and be like, hey, this style reminds me of you. So either you flashed her that day that you met or something as memorable for her to like, all right, this guy is <laughs> I, I memorable. Don't, I don't even remember. I, I don't even like, you know, it was weird because when I met her, when I saw her again, um, yeah, it's like uh, it's like we were long lost friends, but I only saw her like, Twice, part of that. This yeah. week, I don't even know. But she, uh, she is a huge Superman fan. 
Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't know anything about my Superman's eating babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, let me ask you this then. What has been probably the biggest accomplishment that you would say you'd have since you've become a professional artist? I guess um staying employed. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that uh, bad? That's a really good Damn. one. The man said, I'm just happy to have a job, Larry. I just Dude, know. it's a tough world out there, man. People take that for granted, you know? Speaking like a true vet. <laughs> well, like the, take, the, yeah. take the every day for granted. Every day is like, you know. I hear you. I hear you. Some people are like, oh, I'm sick of this. Like, do you realize where you're at? Do you realize where you're at in your life? You can't well, be like, grateful. You, well, you winning that Jaeger contest. Like, what kind of <laughs> – like, I, I – what what kind of uh, success did you? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was a grand prize, uh, more notoriety, people taking notice of your art, more followers. Like, did all that come at once? Uh, not at all, actually. I don't think I did. I didn't take advantage of the of I guess the internet fame of winning that contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was more. I was part of the audience more than the actual guy. <laughs> I was like, whoa, yeah. look at me. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like me. He's pretty good. All right, so I got a bet. I bet you still have the original art that you submitted to that. No, but oh, sad story. So what happened was that um, I saved it on my work computer, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. But then a few weeks later, someone busted into our job, into our workplace, and stole our computers at night. Oh man! All the computers, or just yours? It was like a, a, it was like a bunch of computers, and mine was one of them. Uh, so it's like what that sucks the only way the only copy i have is like maybe a 150 um resolution <laughs> image of it uh, yeah very small you gotta ask the contest people if you can get a copy you yeah. probably went on their website and did save as and that's your copy from now on <laughs> in my opinion computers are the worst thing to try to steal anyway not that i have experience but i would just imagine it's the biggest pain in the ass like you get it home you're like okay great uh let me crack this password real quick yeah like i wouldn't <laughs> even know why would you even take our computers how would you crack all this man <laughs> yeah and then the longer it takes you to sell it the more worthless it gets right you know <laughs> i don't know what if they open it like oh shit it's the jaeger dude it's the jaeger <laughs> finally we got it we got the right one yeah that's a weird freak I, I feel bad because I lost a lot of my work work, yeah, but man. the only thing I cared about was my Jaeger. <laughs> you know what probably happened? You guys had a deadline, and one of the artists slacked off that week and <laughs> decided to steal all the computers. <laughs> he should have just stole his own computer. It's like, hey, someone stole my computer. <laughs> well, obvious. I guess stole mine and Ben's. And then, and then fed the computer to his dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's definitely <laughs> sorry for that. <laughs> you could have sold that off at eBay or something. <laughs> so yeah, so after that, you're working at Stormnate right now. Yeah. Um, any word <laughs> of advice to those guys that are here? I'm, I'm sure, like you telling your story, especially, I can see why people are so shocked that you actually made it through. <laughs> and like you talking to these guys, the reason, the same reason why. And there's one thing that you're mistaken. When these guys are connecting about their their school experience, they're actually just like crying about their debt that they accrued from these universities. <laughs> yeah, probably. And so it's actually good to be on the outside circle of that. <laughs> and it's funny how you went to these schools and they deterred you from actually. <laughs> the recruiter actually told you, like, <laughs> "Don't do it." <laughs> Even though I have a. Uh... 
financial incentive to kind of bring you in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know. You have a yeah, lot of good guy. That guy that's you know. You have a lot of guardian like, angels like helping you out here, man. Seriously, you must be meant for something really awesome. Like you really have some kid. purpose that like you can't make a bad decision that's gonna take you. Oh, away I made it. plenty of bad decisions. But what I'm saying is they're gonna pull you in, right? Yeah. They're gonna. Someone's looking out for you for yeah. sure. This is awesome. Well, I'm with you guys, so yeah, I guess someone's helping me. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. It might be a step back. <laughs> I'm trying to pull you down. <laughs> yeah. We want the scoop. We want the dirt. We don't want the... Oh, I'll give you plenty of dirt. Hey. <laughs> that pocket's full of dirt. So do you mind kind of touching on this subject? Larry and I have talked to this, this before, but just being in the industry in the Bay Area, do you mind kind of talking about that? Uh, it's a lot like that TV show, Silicon Valley. <laughs> Is it? It's hilarious. Yeah, I love that show. Um... It's pretty, it's pretty, it's, ah, okay, I got to step back. So I guess the company I'm working for is pretty lenient. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess my ex-coworker said it best. It was kind of weird because he said he kind of like, he desired, he likes this place, but he just wants more structure. Mm-hmm. Like our companies are great because they attract um, uh, the young talent because they don't really have such a very strict structure in the way they, they um they run their they, – they, they have like, uh, you know, work hours are very lenient. You come in, do your work, and you can leave basically yep. anytime you want. Leave anytime you want as long as you get Damn. your work done. That's awesome, yeah. It's kind of awesome, but if it's not really awesome if your whole team is like operating on a different, you know, yeah. schedule. So it's kind of like a little frustrating sometimes for yeah. some team members. And a lot of people just forget what a regular job is like. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Like for my younger um, peers, who uh, this is their first experience in the game industry, and they're fortunate that they're they they have it really good here. But you know, not everything lasts forever. So one day they might have to go somewhere, and it might be a rude awakening when they go somewhere, and it's like, what? We gotta wake up what time? We gotta do what? We gotta huh? Yeah. We gotta pay for our own lunch? What? <laughs> and you know, um, so. As long as you're here, you should just enjoy it, but also be mindful that it's not going to last. And you got to like, you got, it's up to you to like develop your own sense of self discipline. Mm-hmm. So, um, leading into how I continue my own work after work, um, I go home and I still try to do work because I feel like it's something I need to do and also healthy for my career and for my, and to keep on developing my skill set. Yeah. It's exhausting because you just want to come home and, just, you not know, I don't really want to draw, but I do. But you come home and you just want to turn on the TV and just like watch something or play a game. Yeah, you just zone out. Literally, just want Netflix and chill. Yeah, (laughs) can't man. You just can't. You gotta. You gotta hustle. Keep on hustling. (laughs) You just say by himself. Yeah. (laughs) But seriously, like what? No, it's true. (laughs) But like, what? What's? I mean, yeah, like the motivation to keep your tools sharp and being creative and. You know, getting to that point, like what I'm sure along the way there were some pitfalls like, dude, I just want to just zone out for the next two months. Like what what keeps you going, basically? Um, Sorry, that's my dog. Katsu has an opinion, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what keeps me going is that I just don't want to end up doing nothing with my life. Is mm-hmm. are, Like, do you ever wake up thinking, what did I do? And you can't remember what you did because it wasn't it wasn't anything worth even caring about 
And as you get older, I feel, as I get older, I want to, like, look back at what I've accomplished. And, and you know, and with, this, and with, the, with the shit that's going down nowadays, um, it may be, like, the world may be, like, you know, technologically advanced and, and all these great things are happening. But at the same time, all these bad things are happening. Mm-hmm. And you never know when your card's going to get pulled. And so you want to, like, you want to be sure you left behind a life that you, you know, are kind of happy with. Dude, you you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, if you think back over the last 365 days, and I'll even just say this to the audience as well. One of the things that, like, it's good to avoid is not being able to remember special moments that happened inside of that year, right? Like, you go to work, you go home, you do something to relax, and then you go to sleep. And you repeat that cycle for five out of seven days a week, right? Which means a majority of that time spent over the last year, you're doing the same things. So remembering unique days or specific moments from those time periods is difficult because it's like you had the same thing every day. When are you giving yourself opportunities to experience joy and the splendors of the world or just have moments where you're just like, wow, you know what? I just spontaneously went and did something fun for myself and I had a great time. Like I'm going to remember this memory. I've, I've added a moment in my life that will be cherished because it broke the monotony. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I feel like to this, do that, man. I feel like game dev the way we're set up right now, and I like Storm Eight sounds pretty flexible, but I think the majority of companies mm-hmm. is it's very uh, habitual in the way they operate. Right? It's like, dude, you go in, you do the same thing, and most likely you're working on the same level or the same type of art for like the whole year, right? So day in day out, you're kind of conditioned to this type of thing, and this is anyone who has it like a nine to five, eight hour job, right? It's, uh, it's crazy how much time we actually spend time, uh, days in, in work, uh, at least in the U S right. Maybe other countries are different, but, um, like it's not even like a, a stable industry to begin with. Right. So if you're stuck in this cycle and then suddenly the money stops coming in because well, games and shit happens and so when that does, uh, you're, I feel like a lot of people don't recover so well from a layoff or anything like that, right? And uh, if you're not keeping up with your art, especially after work, uh, you're going to find a lot of your time being eaten up just to play catch-up to what uh, type of t- new technology or program are, are, are out there, especially the game industry, right? We're always evolving, so... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you're doing is very difficult. Like, it's so hard to come home at six and then think anymore. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's start actually working now. Yeah. It's it's very difficult. No, it's it's totally difficult. Um, so later on, I guess I'll talk about my Kickstarter. But that Kickstarter yeah. was oh. a result of me going home and uh, doing more work. Well, right. why talk about it later on? This is a perfect Let's, segue. Oh, so okay, what well. is it that you're going home to work on? Kickstart what? <laughs> what is this? Um, my personal project is um, working on creating illustrations for my comic book characters, Usagi Jane and the Skull Bunnies. Uh-oh. It's a comic book project that I've been working on since uh, I was a tester. Um, and because I didn't have a lot of time, I would just work on it uh, whenever I can after work. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever ever since starting my career as an artist, <laughs> it's, it, it's been even harder to create comics. Yeah. 
um, after work. So I started doing these illustrations to help me capture an idea or a concept um, from these characters' lives and world. So for the last two years, um, I've just been painting away ideas that I want to explore in the comic but didn't have time to make a comic about it. Okay. And also, it gave me an opportunity to like uh, exercise um, my skills traditionally, like drawing and using the pen and painting with watercolor instead of like sitting in front of the computer. Yeah, I saw that. I was looking at your Kickstarter page. You had a nice little watercolor set up next to it. I was like, look at this. Traditional. Yeah, it's I mean. beautiful. I Thank you. Um, I, just, I just wanted to like uh, get back to my roots. And because it's like yin yang, like during the day I'll do digital, at night I'll do traditional. Okay. How, how do you feel that um, that has helped you uh, versus your colleagues, like having that type of uh, diversity? Um, I can't speak on my colleagues' experience, but for me, I feel like it's actually um, helped me think about using color differently. Mm. When I go home and I play with colors um, in the, with real paint. Um, and learning how to mix colors again, uh, I take what I take what I uh, did the night before and see if I can replicate it digitally. Mm. And if I did something digitally, it's like, oh, I wonder if I can pull it off traditionally. I'll go home and see if I can apply that to my my traditional artwork. Oh, that's nice. So I try to like whatever I do, I try to learn from it and try to apply it to the next thing I do. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's not going to be immediate results, but you know. Hopefully, if I grind away enough at it, I'll like find something I can use and add to my skill set. Do <laughs> yeah. you have any tips or tricks that could help artists transition from you know the pen and paper media, or the, so the physical media, to the digital, or vice versa? Anything that you found extraordinarily helpful? Yeah, just don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's gonna be frustrating. I guess I think frustration is the is the main uh, deterrent mm-hmm. to anybody wanting to pick something up. Um, so really test your determination, and I guess that's also a good thing too. Because if you're willing to keep at it, then um, and not give up, um, even if you're never if you never reach the level you want to do, the hard the, the the more you try, even if it doesn't show up in your work, at least it builds your character. It mm-hmm. gives you like it makes you a stronger person. I believe it makes you determine. It makes you stronger mentally. Mm-hmm. You keep on going to do this because it it does take a lot of mental effort to be an artist. It's not like an athlete where I mean, well, athletics take a lot of mental um, effort too. But um, yeah, it just makes you stronger. You just keep trying, and I I, I I'm struggling every day too to keep this up. <laughs> like, what what kind of stuff do you do when you are at a low point? It's like, dude, I don't want to do anything like that. Is it just uh, pure grinding teeth, or is it something else? You take a break, or what kind of stuff are you doing regularly that helps you through it? Uh, you got to take a break sometimes. You just got to um, step away, put the brushes down, take a walk. Um, uh, I like to walk the Safeway. <laughs> Safeway twenty four seven. I don't know. Walking through a grocery store is kind of like um, relaxing. <laughs> really? Yeah, it I, is. I haven't heard of that. Is it just the music, the uh, fluorescent lights, the dead zombies that walked up and down the aisles? <laughs> I'm one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, you're that. I like to look at the packages. I like to see what costs what. I like to the see packages, the organization. Huh? I yeah. like to see how the store lays out its produce and stuff. Like, whoa, okay. That's you cool. put your milk over here and your cheese over there. That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty non-traditional. Yeah, I never heard of that. 
Go let ahead. me let me jump in. So this project, right, Usagi Jane and the Skull Bunnies. What is the importance of this to you? Like, why just tell this story of this, you know, this woman and these bunnies? Like, where where in your life did the idea come from, and you know, why are you passionate about this project? Um, this project started out as a silly toy design. Okay. It's it, it, um, I drew I drew a skull on a post-it note one day, and it had rabbit teeth. Mm-hmm. So I decided to give it ears. All right, so the skull bunnies is something that I grew to be passionate about. It wasn't initially something I was passionate about. I thought it was just something um, that I was going to do to hopefully um, as a fallback for what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it eventually evolved into something that I cared about deeply because um, within these uh, happy-go-lucky kind of like silly stories um, lies some important meaning, like messages um, for myself, mm-hmm. like, uh, you don't have to be emo all the time. You don't have to like be so serious. Um, the funny thing about the skull bunnies is that someone, no, someone actually pointed this out to me, even though they're skulls and, you know, Damn. they have so much fun. They don't kill anybody. <laughs> and, you know, so we lost you at even though they're skulls. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, do you mind going back? No, 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 that's fine. Okay. So even though they're skulls, um, they, they, they actually do a lot of like living. Uh, they, they're very active and they don't really judge anybody. <laughs> and so these characters that, um, that I created are like unique to the world that they live in because they're the only ones of their kind. So even though they face a lot of like um, uh, resistance from the people who are natives to that world, uh, they still find a way to, uh, you know, uh, live and be happy and just live a decent life. <laughs> it's really important to me because I feel like we all feel that way. Like sometimes you don't belong, but you just try to make the best of what you have. Yeah. And I guess luckily for these characters, they have each other. And what brings them together is that they both feel kind of isolated, mm-hmm. but that isolation doesn't prevent them from trying to live a, uh, a full and fulfilling life. And, and while they're at it, they try to like make friends along the way too. So, so do, you, do you provide the illustration and do you write the story and dialogue yourself too? Yep. <laughs> I do everything. One man production. <laughs> It's so funny because um, at conventions, people ask, so who is Black Sheep Comics? And you're looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that we upside down into a me. <laughs> oh, there you go. I've never even thought about that. So, yeah. yeah. That's trademark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Patent pending. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. So this is a labor of love ever since you started in the industry. And now it's finally ready to, to be unleashed. Yeah. I mean... Um, I'll be honest, I'm not quite, um, I'm not, I'm kind of skeptical about the, 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 uh, reaching the goal for this Kickstarter, but I'm still happy I did it because without doing this project, I wouldn't have like, you know, met you guys or mm-hmm. met Matt who introduced me to you guys or, you know, met Matt. And, um, even though this Kickstarter may not be funded, I'm still glad I did it because I met a lot of people and it helped me do a lot of things I normally wouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. I'd still be going home and painting and, you know, doing what I normally did. But because of this Kickstarter, it got me to be more productive about 
promoting myself okay. and right. people introducing myself and helping share my work with more people than I normally would. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I'm trying to find the positive in a lot of things nowadays instead of yeah. like, you know, instead of like, you know, get um, hung up on the few of uh, the negative things or like, like you know. <laughs> for starters, there's 101 people who would give money for your artwork. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't even know that until my friends pointed out to me this morning. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it starts there. <laughs> well, I mean, it, like the whole promotional process, it's like yeah. for anyone who has not done it before, who are in the middle of doing it, it's it's something you just got to put yourself through and uh, get as close as possible to whatever you go, uh, whatever goal you're trying to hit. But wherever you are in that process, you're already further than you were a week ago, right? So like you doing this putting yourself out there, letting people know about your art. They're looking forward to whatever you do next, the next time you announce. But, like, we're talking about, we're talking as if we're sore losers right now. Like, we still have time for this Kickstarter. So, <laughs> listeners out there, go out there, go on the website, check out his art, see what a self-made oh, artist from QA, starting from the bottom, uh, is doing right now. Uh, like, your art is definitely one of the best ones I've seen like you can tell with your traditional background and your you know learning the digital side of things like you have a tremendous blend of color and, and composition warm colors I love yeah. warm colors so if you make a full composition of cute things with warm colors like I'm in so I will <laughs> it's contribute. very different yeah yes. so Thanks, you guys. guys out there check it out don't take our word for it don't even listen to Ben saying how awesome it is just go and check it out yourself out and yourself. Uh, support if you like it yeah by you know this is not a commercial or an official endorsement it's just hey he's got an idea that he believes in and we believe in that you know so pay, pay attention to that QA guy in the back yeah, yeah. <laughs> once in a while <laughs> that's amazing that you were doing this type of art and it is difficult like a lot of people imagine the old way of doing things is like yeah you start from QA and uh, you can work your way up, but the truth is, the companies are so big now that QA is more likely in a different building altogether. Like the interaction is so few. Yeah, it's what's crazy, and just to kind of springboard off of that is, not only are the QA departments a lot bigger, but there's a lot more hidden gems in yeah. QA departments. There's a lot more talent that has yet to be brought up out of QA. You know, there's a lot of game developers who are like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get a job as QA until I can get a real job or like get a real position somewhere else. And I hate to use the word real as to like look down on QA, but I'm just being honest. There's a lot of people who are like, I will take the first job as QA and then move up out of it into being a junior prop artist or a, you know, a junior designer or something like that. Yep. <laughs> well, did you do you know anyone else that work with QA uh, with you and they're in the industry now too? Oh yeah, a lot of my good friends are. Um, a lot of my friends that I started with or they started before me at Sega worked mm -hmm. really hard and you know I was inspired by them actually even though I never told them. <laughs> but um, they that. do inspire me. They inspired me. Um, they all pursued their passions of becoming producers or becoming more important or more like you know a stakeholder in the in the things that they love to create, which is games. They love games, and so they want to like be part of making them. Mm -hmm. And so that what's that what's inspired me to like you know pursue my passions in art because I see people pursuing the things that they love 
and wanted to be part of in making. So I said, yeah, I want to be more active in making and pursuing art as well. So, nice. Well, what goals do you have left for yourself in your art career? I mean, you know, everybody's got a couple of ambitions and obviously your Kickstarter project is one, but I mean, beyond that, you know, where are you looking as an artist? Where do you want your talents to take you? Oh man, I'm already thinking about the next comics and all that stuff. Um, I just want to keep creating. I just want to be fresh. You know, I want to be innovative if I can. Um, I just want to keep on making things and be happy about it. And, uh, and, and I guess everything's uh, a surprise and I'm happy to see what uh, surprises unfold <laughs> as I keep on creating stuff. So as long as I'm making things and happy with it, then I'm good. Like, do you have a certain forum that you're really active in? A what? Uh, like a forum, an online community that you're always posting your work? Um, I guess Instagram and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook, okay. Yeah. So um, if you guys like my work, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just my name, Ben Cito, one word, B-E-N-S-E-T-O. And yeah, and then you can follow the rabbit hole <laughs> from there. And I think we're going to use this opportunity to bring you to the last segment of our podcast because you kind of got started already, which is where Brandon and I are going to shut up and we're going to let you just talk directly to the audience and promote, plug, or announce, or appreciate anything that's positive in your life or that you want to draw more attention to. So once again, the Instagram is bensito, B-E-N-S-E-T-O at Instagram.com? Yes. Okay. What else you got for us? Um... Uh, just keep checking out my Kickstarter, and if you like it, share it with your friends, your families, your followers. Friend me on Facebook, on Instagram. If you like my works, uh, you know, uh, contact me, start a conversation. I'm always open to questions. If you have any more questions after listening to this podcast, if you want to like say, like really, you're in QA? No, oh, tell me more about uh, what you did. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you're interested in uh, anything I do, just like uh, yeah, just hit me up. And uh, thank you again for having me on your show. I really appreciate this. It's, uh, um, I feel like uh, I, <laughs> I wasn't ready for this, but it was <laughs> exciting. Uh, and I hope I can join you guys again just talking, you know. No, this, this was cool. You were cool. And I love your artwork. And I honestly want to see if we can actually get your Kickstarter just over the top, even if it's by a dollar, right? If you oh, get yeah, 25 cents. <laughs> No, I mean twenty thousand and one dollar, like only one dollar over the goal. Right? Like I would like to see you achieve your goal. Yep. Eleven is better than ten. Hey. Yes. So get out there. Get out there. <laughs> Promote. And honestly, if you don't want to contribute, because we're not going to directly ask the audience to just give us money, because we, we said we would never do that on this podcast. But you know what is free? Just being like, hey, I like this art. I'm going to share the Kickstarter video. Yes, that doesn't please, hurt anybody. Please. And That's it more cost valuable you than any dollar. All right. Ben was you, all right? So <laughs> want to support you in the future? Then go do it. <laughs> shh, shh. Wait, guys, do you hear that? No dogs? No, no, no. It's Larry. No one else is talking. I'm going to say goodnight. Goodnight. All right. I'm out next. Thank you for everyone uh, joining us. Thanks, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.